again, it goes back to preparation. <laughs> so how you prepare before going into the outing is going to matter big time because the game will speed up on you now. And and nowadays, Justin, I didn't have to deal with this, but there's a pitch clock. So Ooh, yeah. now yeah, it's yeah. really flying, um, which we can go into a whole bunch more detail. Yeah. But um, <clears throat> so, yeah. So how do you slow the game down when the game is forever speeding up, especially in, um, you know, heavy situations? So for me, like I, I'd visualize a lot in the bullpen when it's the fifth inning on, I didn't like to sit down. I like to stand. Uh, for the rest of the game mm -hmm. uh, just to keep my mind sharp and, and not be lazy like lazy minded and i see my slot in the lineup where i could probably go in the game and i visualize facing those hitters and the outcome and where I, how i want to pitch them specifically i know the scouting report and i'm going through that in my mind and watching myself do it and then when it comes to game time you know if it starts getting hairy i'm able to take a deep breath remember the plan and get back after it and let it happen. So it all starts with your preparation and that takes a lot of the weight off the actual performance part of it. Um, Cause you know, you put in the work. You knocked that one out of the park. Uh, what's okay. What's the difference between though, you know, you're on the home, home and on the road. And, and again, you're just, you're there and you're the one throwing it. And is it, you're just like, yeah, you know, you, you do it for a while. You've been doing it for 12 years. So like you just kind of, you tune it out. Is that honestly just how you do it? <laughs> I thought it got harder as I got older, honestly, because I'm young and I'm, I'm more fresh. My arm, the balls are jumping out of my hand. Older, I'm like, oh man, I don't know where this thing's going. I can't feel the ball in my hand. <laughs> um, but no, seriously, it's like on the road. It's a good question because you go into a stadium that's packed full and it's hostile. Like me being, I, I kind of like that better because at the end of the day, my goal is to shut those fans up. You know, yeah. um, and if I do that, it means we win the ball game. So there's nothing like, I don't know, like when I'm in San Francisco, it feels like the entire stadium's on top of you and it's loud. And then all of a sudden you make that last pitch and get that last out and you can hear a pin drop. And yeah. it's just you and your boys like high fiving each other at the end of the game. You're like, yeah, that's right. <laughs> we did it. Uh, and it's, it's not so much a pride thing as in like I shut the fans up, but it's more like, you know, the boys put together a win today on the road in a hostile environment. Like that's big time. So. Yeah, there's a lot of reward with that. No, that is. And getting to slowing the game down with this pitch clock, there has been – people have been asking me about it, um, and I want to know your opinion about it. How to slow the game with a pitch clock. Oh, man. Or like, got... yeah, and, and just even the pitch – like the pitch clock, like you're you're somebody that does it. So you have way better skin in the game. Your opinion matters more than mine as just the nerdy strength coach. Like <laughs> talk about it to anybody that is dealing with it as a strength coach. Yeah, I mean, it's, there's definitely a huge adjustment. And that's what I've been, like, wanting to see this year with the pitchers, how they're dealing with it. Because, uh, guys, a lot of the – you're taught from – well, I guess high school now, but for me in college on to slow the game down. You want to work quick but slow the game down. And that's hard to do, and it takes some practice. So I think, first of all, this is not going to be – it's going to sound ridiculous, but you just got to go through it at first. And the best way to go through it is when you have failure. All right, what – what can I do now to be able to slow this down? My heart was racing. I was nervous. I had a throw because the pitch clock was up. Like there's gotta be some sort of adjustment. <clears throat> and for me, when I was pitching before the pitch clock, I like to work fast. So when I got into some trouble, uh, my tendency was just work quicker and get, and, you know, get through it. 
uh, but when I was at my best, I was able to step, I'd step off for a second, I'd pick a stadium number out in the top of the stadium, section 324, let's say at a random stadium, right? <laughs> just look at it for a second and then clear my mind and get back on the mound and go. Like I just trying to pick something else up that would grab my attention away from the game for a moment and then get back after it and go back to my plan of attacking. So can you do that with a pitch clock? I think he still can. Like I didn't, I didn't like, some guys would step off and look around, take a deep breath, you know, take a couple seconds and get back on. You don't have that luxury anymore. Like you got to make a, some sort of adjustment. For me, it was to just take that second to step off, pick something else, pick something out in the stadium just to clear my mind and reset and then get back after it and go back to the plan I had. Yeah. Like now can you, you don't have the ability to do that now, correct? I, I, I think you can. Um, but it's just got to be it's got to be quicker right like uh, i'm not going to sit yeah. there and contemplate life like i you know like you typically could <laughs> you're just grinding out there like what am i doing man like you don't have that luxury <laughs> like no i think two things one i still think you can get away with that is trusting your process pitch to pitch and worrying about pitch to pitch and not what the like current situation is and then two i i don't know why pitching coaches don't go out more often you get X amount of visits a game. Like, why not just get to the zero count pretty much save your mound visits for later in the game when things start to get hairy to slow the guy down a little bit. You know, a lot of teams end up with, you know, two, three, four mound visits left at the end of the game. It just, for me, I think the coaches just need to get out there. But then with that, you got to know your player. Some guys like to work quick and get through it. Other guys like to take their time. You got to know which guy it is. You know, if the guy that likes to take his time, run out there get out there and give him a breather just the other guy let him ride you know <laughs> whatever the so. way that i looked at it in terms of how i would try to prepare like okay stevie you're going to be working with me and we're getting you ready for um you know this abbreviated clock it's like let's work some of the pitching days or portions of your pitching it's like you're going to work just every pitch has to be within that time frame like yeah you, you got to get the ball off and just to to work those game demands then we could work some where we're going to, instead of it being just like the 20 second, we're going to go and now we're going to throw it 30 seconds. So now you've got more time. Maybe we can get some more velo on it. But then other times it's almost going to be like, you know, conditioning for your arm where, hey, it's 10 seconds. You're not even worried about getting that exact ball back. Like you throw it, we'll give you a new ball. Boom. Does that make any sense to you? Would you be like, okay, cool. I see what you're doing here. Or would you be like, dude, this is too quick for a 10 second? So, no, no, that's, that's great. We uh... Taking a quick break from the show, everybody. Promise this will take less than 15 seconds. Friendly reminder, go ahead, hit that subscribe button below. It helps us out, and it helps you out by being notified whenever we have new content come out. So hit that subscribe button, and with this, let's get back to the show. We actually talked about that yesterday, um, is how to prepare guys for that speed. So at, I know at Cressy's place, a lot of bullpen guys, you know, especially nowadays, you, you're you throw a pitch, you look at the computer and the pitching coach is like, yeah, you had, you know, such and such RPMs. You're looking at the tilt of all that. Obviously you don't have that luxury in a game. So it's like, how do you find mm -hmm. that happy medium? And t I think you're right. There's gotta be some sessions where it's just like, it's go time. And you, this is what it's going to be like in a game. And there's other times where you're trying to refine your craft. Yeah. Like, you know, take a couple of bullpens to, to look at the, the numbers on that. But I want to, I want to see guys throw a bullpen, I don't know, 10 to 15 seconds in between pitches and then look at the numbers yeah. afterwards and see how they compare to when you took your time and then make adjustments accordingly. Um, because you're right, it, it, the workload actually increases because you're having less time 
to uh, you know take your time maybe in between in between pitches and there's more stress in between pitches now. So what that does to the body, it's you know you need to work up to that. A hundred percent, because it's like, hey, let's work above the demands in terms of you can throw it a little bit harder. You got more risk, or, or you have more rest. You can do the things that you talk about, like take your breath, do what you got to do. You know, you're not going to be able to do that in a game. However, you can prepare your arm for those higher velocities. But then, essentially, looking at it as conditioning for your arm. Maybe you only yep. throw twenty pitches, thirty pitches um, with a ten second break. Because it's like, okay, it was a, a longer outing. You had to throw 30 pitches. But now you're conditioning your arm, excuse me, for that shorter amount of time. So that way yep. when you do maybe get in a situation, if you throw 30 pitches and ideally there's no one on base, so you still get you get 20 seconds on base or 15 seconds. Which How does it work I, now? I, I think it's 19 seconds. I might be 19. totally wrong on that. But I know, I know you can only step off or pick over twice. And the third time it's like the runner can just go. You can't even you can time oh you my, what? Yeah, it's that's that's the worst part of the rule, in my opinion. Because I don't mind the pitch clock, but yeah, it's it's brutal. Wow, yeah. that okay, now that really does change things with the uh with that ability for I didn't even think about the base runners that are trying to steal the pit. Ah. So Wow. Well with let's go back to the um bullpen session. So I like what you said. Let's say um all right, with this particular athlete, um we're gonna pitch to the pitch clock, you know. This is the amount of time you get in between pitches. Let's say it's let's just go with 15 seconds. Mm -hmm. um, not every bullpen is going to be sharp. Guys get you'd be surprised. Guys start like cussing themselves out in the bullpen. Really they get frustrated. Oh yeah, they're they're competitive. They want they want to be sharp every single time. It's like the perfectionist that makes pitchers. Sense. Yeah. So, but you can use that to your advantage, right? Like, all right, your bullpen's not going great. Your outings aren't going to be that great either at times. How, what are you going to do in this bullpen um, session to? to clean it up and start, you know, pumping strikes again, you know, that's going to translate to what you do out there in the game. That's how you prepared for that situation too. So I think again, bullpen sessions are going to be even more important nowadays than ever before. Now, speaking of bullpen sessions for you as a middle reliever that might do one, two, three innings, did you throw that way in your bullpen sessions where it would be 20 to 30 pitches, sit down for a while and then repeat that? Yeah. Um, I never really sat down and repeat like pitched another inning. I kind of did that um, maybe in like a live uh, batting practice session where I'd face hitters. But I mean, it's just like any building up any chronic workload, right? You start lower. Like I'd always start at 15 pitches, nothing but fastballs for my first two. If my arm felt good, the next week I'm bumping it up to 20, 25 pitches. Then if I feel good after that, I'm doing 30 pitches and mixing in all three. You know, so fastball slider change up if i once i build that workload up and i feel strong then you can increase or increase the intensity um or then at that point start facing hitters which actually automatically you know spurs up some um some more uh, aggressiveness in you so more torque on your elbow and shoulder and body um that just comes naturally when you face somebody and you want to strike them out so um, again you're just building up that workload slowly but surely and that starts Typically in December for me, guys have started earlier nowadays. Um, and then uh, that works up until spring training to where, I, like I said, you're throwing every other day off the mound. Yep. And uh, for the for the strength coaches out there that are trying to get their, you know, say they're dealing with somebody coming back from an injury like you did with your hip. Um, what is the most important thing that you would advise to a strength coach that is working with somebody returning from it, whether a shoulder or a hip, like 
what's the best thing that they could do for that athlete and then what's the worst thing and if it's more than one on each but like what would be the 100 percent do's 100 percent don't i think you oh man it's tough because a you have to know the athlete and their personality right um so if you have a guy that wants to push it and you got to slow him down or a guy that's just like scared a, a fly is going to land on his elbow after the surgery and it's going to blow out you know you got to push him yeah. um and so at the end of the day you just got to listen to your athlete i think because everyone's so different and i've seen guys that like i said are scared to death like oh, i felt this in my elbow it's happening again and the strength coach or trainer's like dude, everyone goes through it. Like you got to be able to push through it. If it's still barking after a week or two, like we will, you know, we'll review it. But for now, let's continue with the soft tissue. Let's keep going and just reassure that guy. And then the other dude's like, man, I feel great. Like I'm, I'm ready to pitch in the game tomorrow. I'm like, dude, slow down. Like, no, we got to stick to the program. At the end of the day is sticking to what your protocol is, what your program is for that guy, listening to them. But you know, whether it's slowing them down or speeding them up or just keeping them comfortable, like, because you know the guys want to be back out there on the mound they're losing their mind in rehab like it's just boring and it's tedious but at the end of the day it's important and they need to do it and so you're their psych you're their strength coach you're everything you're their dad <laughs> like you're just gonna have to go through it with them so you know be be patient i think is the biggest thing and know your athlete